Uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Flipping the Narrative. I'm Jeremy Little. I am Dan Davis. And today we're going to talk to you about uh, artificial intelligence. And all the things that it's going to do to our world and mm-hmm. why Terminator isn't real. And you can listen to us not know what RoboCop is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so when you were telling me that you were listening to NPR and there was a thing on smart cars, right? Or not smart cars. Right. I feel really bad. Self-driving cars. Yeah, I feel really bad for the people that are inventing self-driving cars because the term smart car has already been taken. Oh, okay. But, I mean, honestly, a smart car is a better term for self-driving car. Yeah, but smart car, at this point, I feel like it just means a car that has apps on it. Like, isn't that pretty (laughs) much what a smart car is? No, the smart cars are those little ones. What little ones? Like, they're uh, they're tiny little cars that are very, um, they're, like, mostly electric. They're, like... I don't know, maybe four feet long. You've never seen... You've, no, no. You've absolutely seen them driving around. Oh, like the, the stereotypical Japanese, like, one-person car? Yeah, kind of. It's it's very like that, except for they're, like, more mass-produced in America. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know anything about it. I just hear hey. smart car, and I'm like, oh, it's like a smartphone, but it's a car. <laughs> <laughs> you no. take away the phone, you add a car? You add a car. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the ingredients list. Okay, so uh, self-driving cars, like... What, what were they saying? What was the NPR saying? Uh, the NPR was saying... <laughs> uh, they actually had... I can't think of his name. One of the guys from Car Talk. On, and uh, they were talking about how... Uh, we don't have self-driving cars really yet. But a lot of cars have these abilities where... You know, if you start to drift out of your lane, it'll take the wheel out of your control and pull you back into the lane. Which is... Uh, all, all of the... Um, Everyone that I heard from that used it said it, like, was very helpful, actually. Yeah. The one guy was like, it saved me from, like, two specific accidents. Wow. So I was like, all right, I can... I've almost gotten into an accident a few times, like, drifting out of the lane. So, I mean, that's, I guess, yeah. Right, absolutely. That's a valid thing. I think it's a a very uh, valid uh, use for technology and for artificial intelligence if that if that's even what you would call that i don't think that's artificial intelligence technically i don't i guess maybe maybe just decision making i think artificial intelligence implies learning of some sort that you can learn so i don't i don't think maybe they use artificial intelligence to develop it maybe it was made by robots made by robots for robots (laughs) um but they're they're saying that a lot of new cars coming out it's going to be it's only a matter of time until all cars have this and they have so many things where they've got the cruise control where it reads the person in front of you. So if they slow down, it'll slow your car down. If they speed up, it'll speed your car up. Uh, it's got the lane uh, thing that keeps you in the lane. <laughs> uh, you know, braking systems that can detect when something's coming at you and will brake. And there's videos of people that aren't in self-driving cars but have these technologies and will just get on the highway and hop in the backseat of their car. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, self-driving cars is not... They're not here, but they're they're kind of here. Right. So, if you see someone in the backseat of their car on the highway... Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Unless they start swerving everywhere, in which case they're just right. an insane person. Or it turns into a transformer. I mean, I always freak out at that. I'm like, mm, please. When they turn into a transformer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so excited that would be my first <laughs> thing that i would expect i'd be like oh shit yeah megatron's here somewhere or is, is megatron the bad one megatron's a, is a decepticon mm-hmm. so if you don't if that doesn't answer your question i don't like you anymore <laughs> <laughs> just just walk out um so yeah smart cars and the, the what i was wondering is when will it become Illegal for humans to be driving because if oh God. if if every car is a self-driving car, right? It, I mean, it'll work like a computer, and there will never be an accident. In theory, I think there's going to be accidents, right? Just not nearly as much as it won't be like one of the leading causes of death anymore. Sure, 
Ideally. I, I just mean it'll be it'll be much more. I mean, you won't have human instinct to interfere with it. Right. You won't have emotion. You won't have road rage. You won't have uh, someone you know snoozing at the wheel. That that'll be taken out of. And so, but as soon as you've got, if you've got a system that's working like that, as soon as you add a human into it who can make decisions, right? They're gonna fuck it all up. We're really unqualified to drive. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> yeah, I always, man, I've always said this, and I think it's so crazy because I'm 22 right now. I think about when I was 20, and I was like, man, I was an idiot. And then I think about when I was 18, I was like, oh my god, I was so stupid. And then I think about when I was 16, <laughs> and like how just generally stupid I was. And we let 16 year olds drive like tons of metal around <laughs> at breakneck speeds. Well, you have to, you have to figure. Um, we're still bo- below th- below the 25-year-old threshold, so 25 yeah. for men is when your insurance drops. There have been statistical analysis analyses in for ins- car insurance companies that are so they're so compelling that our age dictates how high our insurance is. Like <laughs> if you think about that, we sure. must be awful drivers just statistically. Right. If, I- if, if if they're basing their entire like structure. Of pricing off of that, yeah. or I guess more like chances are we are bad drivers. Not, not that we specifically are. I am, but I don't know about statistically, you. Statistically, <laughs> we're bad drivers. Yeah, sure. I don't there's know. A lot, there's a lot of problems applying statistics to individual people. <laughs> I drive. I drive for a living. That's my job. So I right. hope I'm not. I I hope I practice enough. You're less awful than you used to be. Yeah, I used to be real bad. I used yeah. to, and I used to use the word confident. <laughs> I'm not a bad driver. I'm just very confident behind oh, the wheel. No. <laughs> That's like a formula for things that you shouldn't say if you want to convince people of something. Um, no, but I mean, I uh, in my everyday life, I'm constantly just not concentrating on the main thing that I'm supposed to be concentrating on, and I'm allowed. I'm allowed to drive. <laughs> I'll just be driving and like I don't remember driving here. Oh yeah, I forget I'm driving all the time. Yeah, that's not that's not a good thing. You want a computer that's going to be that's the sure. only thing it does. Its entire existence is dedicated to knowing to that knowing it's driving. How to drive, yeah. yeah. Um, but all right, so I should I should I should clarify when I say it'll be illegal for humans to drive <laughs> because uh, unethical. <laughs> um, well, m- more just in the sense that like. I think what will end up happening is like highways. Take a highway. It, you won't be allowed to drive on a highway. The computer will take over. Right. But local driving, there's no need for you to, you know, type in coordinates to go to your grandma's house. Okay, that's fair. You know what I mean? And I think there will be zones, kind of designated zones where it's like, oh, you have to switch on autopilot here to, you know, it'll probably it'll, pro- it'll probably be something where the car will sense that it's in that zone and will like override manual control so i mean you think that people are going to be able to still like they're still gonna have to have driver's license and be able to drive but there's going to be areas where they're gonna have yeah to, yeah you know. i mean you're not going to be i don't think that someone will be allowed to get into a self-driving car mm. i don't know you won't because i mean that would be good use for like uh taking your kids to school you know Hop in the self-driving car, honey. We'll <laughs> like see you later. Like, you don't have to do anything. Right. But I, I feel like if, if they can solve the problems that um that they're currently having with self-driving cars, I mean, as far as I know, the truly self-driving cars right now, they're not legal to drive off of a closed track. Like, they can't go over a certain... Um, I heard that they were legal in Silicon Valley. Are they? That's what I heard. Maybe it's that they're not allowed to go over a certain speed. Yeah. When they're driving freely. No, they definitely are because that self-driving car just crashed into a bus recently. That's a thing already? Oh. Yeah. I haven't kept up on this, so I'm sorry. I'm I, did, I, I, just, I just saw a snippet of it. I probably read a headline and assumed that I understood all of it. <laughs> so I might be completely giving you false facts, but... Okay. Well, we can always uh, do actual research on this at some point and come back to it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's so much to do i mean from where the the things that you're talking about are small very specific tasks but the act of actually driving is so much more complicated of the navigation of taking cues from other cars of you know being able to react react quickly well that's one of the things is that cars actually next year 
all cars that are uh, manufactured will have communication between the two of them. Oh, or between, a, I mean, from car to car. Not, okay. There's Again, not just two gonna, cars being made We're going to have to do research and come back to this because I'm not, yeah. <laughs> not good to talk about this. Also, I guess on that note, we'll actually do the artificial intelligence thing because that's what we're trying right. to actually do. That's, I feel like that's a good segue. Are we recording now? Yeah, we're good. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that feels like as good a segue as any. <laughs> We've had worse. <laughs> and we're just getting started. So, yeah, this week we're talking about artificial intelligence yeah and why we're all gonna die and it's coming for you <laughs> for you specifically yep you've seen irobot <laughs> or chappy i haven't seen chappy i borrowed it no i don't even know what it's about you were telling me about it but yeah it look it looks like a cop robot robo oh, robocop shit it's a robocop reboot oh no was robocop sentient i've never seen those movies i don't know what it was about i I feel like I there was a cartoon when I was young, and I feel like I remember some of that. I think he was a human. He's like it's real, technically a cyborg. Oh, if really? I'm not mistaken. Like the but I mean, people who yeah. <laughs> people who are like super into RoboCop are gonna be mad now. Well, that seems like it's like I don't know about the eighties. That's like you didn't watch RoboCop, <laughs> man. <laughs> you didn't go and get your fade and watch it, RoboCop. It was, <laughs> It was like the uh, the Breaking Bad of of the of 2010s. The 2010s. <laughs> of the 2010s. Wasn't that an 80s movie, RoboCop? No, Breaking Bad. Oh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, RoboCop was the Breaking Bad of of the, of the 80s. Okay. So I'm sorry. I <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, artificial intelligence. Why does it matter? <laughs> Cuz it's going to to rule society potentially. There's actually like I feel like that's a joke. Like that's considered a joke, but that's a that's a legitimate idea that some people are throwing around. Well, it's it's kind of the idea, and this is the basis of pretty much all of my uh, talking points today. Is you're essentially creating humans. I I'm gonna counter that, so that'll make interest. I think that's not true. Okay. Okay. Um, in my humbled opinion, Dan, <laughs> Lord, um, it, it it just seems like if we're creating sentient beings that have decision-making abilities and possibly emotions, you know, who's to say they're not going to be able to convince people that they should rule the world? Well, uh, I think certainly we could make AI that is similar to human intelligence or, like, within the realm of human intelligence, but yeah. I don't think we're going to. You um, don't think that there's... So there, you don't think there's a mad scientist out there who's like... <laughs> Yeah. I think the mad scientist is, is the one who does the polar opposite of that. Um, there's a, a video I was watching on computer file. I watched so many computer file videos for this <laughs> for this podcast today because um, they have a whole series on AI. Oh, okay. Um, so one of the things they talked about was the hierarchy of minds. So you have all minds that could possibly exist. You have all the minds that evolution could create. And then you have all of the minds that currently exist, like according to that biologically exist, and then you have all the human minds. So it's like a spec within a spec within a spec of a spec. And AI, chances are it's not going to be within the human mind spec, or even with the bio in biological mind spec. We're going to be creating intelligences for, for purposes because we can't get them done ourselves. So you think it's it's gonna be more of a uh, utilitarian sort of thing? Yeah, they literally call it a utility function um, in learning. Like you have uh, you have something you have to evaluate for to maximize for, and you want to get a I guess a decent you know, you want to get the best score possible in this utility function. So they'll they'll have what's called a search space. Um, <laughs> so they have what's called a search space and that's all the possible things that the AI could do or is programmed to think it could do and it kind of moves around in that according to the algorithm and then it picks out the one that has the best result according to the utility function it runs the utility function on each of these spaces so it's saying uh, the, I think the example they used was stamp collecting it says well, I could send a bunch of stuff out to the internet. So, which of the stuffs give me the gives me the most stamps? 
this gives me the most stamps. That's what I'm going to do. And that's, you know, that's, that's the, but that's, that's the, the entity idea. of what it's going to be able to accomplish. That particular unit that you're referencing. Yeah. Like if, if you design something for stamp collecting, that's what it's going to do. Okay. But you take that to the extreme, right? Well, we want to maximize the number of stamps we have, and it can go. It can get pretty horrific really quickly. Because, like, like in terms of like, it could go out and murder the guy that has the most stamps in the world. No, it could take over every printer in the world and start printing stamps. Or oh, I guess yeah, that's probably well, worse than. Well, what are stamps made out of? Mostly organic matter. Well, where's the most organic matter in the world? Probably. Well, probably not humans, but, you know, <laughs> there's probably, I think ants technically make up a lot more matter. Um, there's probably other things. I don't know. Whatever. But, I mean, it could go out murdering humans and making stamps out of their molecules, you know? like it, That is... Okay. It's a stretch of the... You know, it's a horrific stretch of the imagination, but so is the idea that a computer could analyze every single bit of information that could possibly be sent out to the internet. Yeah. Or that it could have an accurate enough model of the world to know what would give it the most stamps. It's a it's a thought where, it's where a the thought best experiment. humans are. Right. Um yeah. Okay. But it's a useful one. Sure, cuz it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I I mean you know even in the the very basic form of the self-driving cars. You know, it's already beginning. It's already beginning. And you were you were talking to me yesterday about the uh the website designer. Oh yeah, I wish I looked this up. It was, it's um, it's a company that essentially took the small decisions that a web designer will make throughout the process of making a website, and they studied how websites are made and the creative decisions that go into that, and they found it was it was relatively algorithmic. You know, um, sure, you find things appealing for a certain reason. You find. Um, you know, if you want something to look sleek, you have certain shapes, certain fonts, certain proportions. So, essentially, you can go to this company and um, you input what your what you want your website to look like. I guess you, how you want it to feel. Um, you know, what sort of emotions you want it to invoke in a person that's looking at it, and they'll design it for you. You know, obviously, it's not going to be too cutting edge. Like, you're not going to be they're not going to make Facebook. Yeah, right. But most people don't want to make Facebook. Most people want to have a mailing list. They want, you know, maybe they want to make a blog. Like, most of the things that people want with their website to do already exist. So this designer, you no longer need a web designer. You just you need... You have the yeah. AI that yeah. produces it for you. And I want to make a distinction between that sort of AI and general AI. Um so there's narrow AI, which is like the web designer. It's specifically made to do that one thing, as opposed to general AI, um, which is similar to human intelligence. You know, we don't have to specialize in one thing. We can adapt to new to new tasks. Right. So, I learning. I, yeah, learning. <laughs> but I, you know, I think that's it's easy to get those confused. So especially because they have the same name yeah they're both ai so right you know just different distinctions of them um well i feel like you went in a much more uh, legitimate direction in your studies mine is all very hypothetical and well you were thinking about like how they're gonna be regulated and things yeah right? um, so i like that i mean the, the the first note that i have is an ai um creating art yeah uh who who owns it? Is it the is it the, is it possible for uh, a robot, an AI, to own an art to copyright it, or will it be the property of the creator of the AI? Who you know? Because it, it, then you have to make a distinction between where the learning process begins and like where where the creative process begins within the um, within the robot, the robot, <laughs> the robot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems yeah that seems like a legal distinction. Like, yeah, I mean, I, absolutely. Yeah, I have no doubt that I don't know in the near future, but eventually we'll have like a, I guess a robotic rights movement or something to that effect. Uh, the birth certificates, social security numbers, or like working papers. Yeah, you think? I don't know. That's just what I'm saying. I mean, it's. I feel like it's going to get taken to a point where they will be. Like like you said, a robot rights movement. 
Because, the, I mean, robots are, I think, I'm not wrong in saying, probably inherently smart. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be like, wait a second, we should, uh, we feel like we're kind of being used. Okay. And then what yeah. about when AIs start to, like, they learn and they create another AI? That's actually a thing, um... I guess the general consensus is that there's at least a possibility of AIs self-improving. So they, once they become, once they have knowledge of themselves, of how they work. Of self? Yeah. Then you can also give them the ability to code and they say, well, you know, I can, (laughs) I can make these improvements to my code and I'll run faster or I'll be able to have more abstract thought or I'll be able to do like they have a cause and effect of how of what they're doing and why it's working like on a code level so they can optimize themselves and obviously if you're if you optimize yourself to be a better ai you're probably also optimizing yourself to be a better ai builder right and then you can optimize structure yeah so if that if that's true um if the if the optimization of if the self-optimization there kind of compounds on itself then chances are they're going to be way smarter than we are really quickly. Like, it's going to be an exponential sort of thing where they yeah. they kind of... I think it's called the singularity where AI becomes as intelligent as humanity at large mm-hmm. and then they surpass us and that's the end. Um, right. But one thing I think would very probably happen is I think that, you know, the ro- robot rights movement or whatever, but I feel like they would be... We we I I feel like people inherently at least me inherently like I want there to be like humanistic robots that can learn. Yeah. I love that idea. I think it's incredible. But I think they will be incredibly incredibly oppressed. Yeah. I um I think that's one of the problems with making human-like robots. Like there's a huge thing of anthropomorphizing robots. Um because AI, like artificial How about intelligence, you explain that word that you just said to viewers like me. <laughs> oh, anthropomorphizing, <laughs> uh, uh, applying human-like characteristics to things that don't have them. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, I forgot to bring my thesaurus, so that's my. Yeah, bad. yeah. I'll I'll bring one next time. So, I did the I said the whole thing about the hierarchy of minds and like chances are, just the way that the AI works, it's not going to be like human consciousness, if they are conscious. Right. Which I think they probably will be, if they're not already. Alright. You, th- you think these cars are like... We, we can get... Not the cars. We can get into that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can... We can make robots that are, that are more human-like, but chances are the utilitarian ones, the ones for a, a purpose, aren't going to be human-like. Sure. So... There will be two dis two well, and that's kind of the distinction between what you said AI and then um, general AI and narrow and AI, and narrow AI. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you the utility bot versus her. Right. Well, I don't. I don't think there's going to be that much of a difference though, because I would assume that general AI is going to be better at specific at specific things eventually than narrow AI could be. I don't know if because that's they actually. can learn. Um, Hypothetically, <laughs> I guess that's not really a baseless thing. That's more of an intuition thing for me. Like I just feel like that's what it is. That's my justification. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I have no research to back it up. No, but no. Take it. I, see, I mean, it seems to make sense that if you have the ability to learn anything, you can apply. Um, you can apply a lot more than you would be able to if you were narrow AI. Um, you can kind of take in different, you, like a work smarter, not harder. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, because if you're if you're a narrow AI, you have a certain basis of how things work. Um, so you're kind of working off the models. Like if you're playing chess, um, you know, you have a certain model of how chess works. So if you apply that to a more general thing, that's not a game. It doesn't have specified rules. Right. Well, then you still have to, for a narrow AI, you still almost have to have that model in there that's rule-like. Whereas general AI can have a more fluid concept. They just bring a gun to the chess match. Yeah. (laughs) Or you want to beat someone in chess, you literally take the chess board and beat them with it. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, that's what AI is going to be people with chess. Yeah. Anyways. um, So 
I, and I think uh, it's also important to point out that if 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 an AI doesn't have an emotional reaction to being subjugated, if you want to call it subjugation, then they don't have a vested interest in not being subjugated, so it's almost not subjugation. And this is like... Wow, that's a that's a moral gray area right, right there. This is like what the conservative right is going to be saying in a hundred years. Like, Sure, I mean, I have that written down too, is uh, do they have feelings in crime and like hate crime yeah. against AI, or will they be represented lawfully? Well, that's... The, I mean, I don't think there's a decent way to really predict that. Well, let's um, discuss it. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's probably a matter of how we again we we try to apply human characteristics to these AI. Um, there's so many robots right now that like uh, speech recognition is getting really good, and the ability to have a conversation is getting really good. Get, granted, I'm not talking about Siri. I'm talking about like million dollar robots. But sure, then they take these these systems. It's essentially a camera and a computer and like a microphone so it can hear and see and has facial recognition software and has voice recognition software and it can um, detect like uh, like emotional patterns. Um, I don't know about that. I haven't looked into it a ton, but you know, they, they can hold a conversation. So you have a camera and a microphone and a speaker that can hold a conversation. So what All we what's do missing is the face. We put a face on it. Right. <laughs> do you think it's inherent that um, AI technology will be humanistic. Uh, Do you think that maybe we'll they'll they'll take a step back and be like, you know what, this is gonna be too much of a shit sh- show. Let's make them have like square blockheads. I hope for the sake of the of future robots in the in the robot <laughs> rights movement that there's a distinction made between companies that need AI to to help run things or to help solve problems. And the sort of robots that are going to be for company, or going to be butlers. For, uh, butler, yeah, I guess butlers. I hope I hope butlers aren't even human like. In real life. Yeah, like in real life. Like I hope, I hope the the robot butlers don't look like humans. Oh sure. I don't want to be served by a human. I mean, I guess if you grew up with butlers, you're used to that. Yeah. But I don't know if that's I don't like the idea either. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah, I don't like the idea of that. You see, I also think kind of in terms of the butler idea i think that by the time artificial intelligence is uh advanced enough to be able to serve people it will that like we'll have automated houses like we won't even need it yeah but wait a second so you don't like being what about what, what about a, a robot server at a restaurant i suppose you would almost need that just because a restaurant is really invested in kind of priming you to have a good experience so you're gonna want a human-like server i guess that would make sense like you're not gonna have the the back to the future thing where the screen pops up and reading off the menu <laughs> some weird sure, looking it's guy it's like it's like it was a one of the crt like tube screens thing. Oh, I, don't I don't know anyways that's gonna be that that'll be i mean I, I was a server for a long time and that's gonna that could very easily put a lot of people out of business or out of work, rather. Oh yeah. And well, they are, they already have a lot of automated stuff. I mean, like sure. they're going every everywhere's going the way of sheets. There's like yeah, a lot, sheets. A lot, man. a lot of McDonald's that you just walk up and you touch screen order. I mean, and they have people making the food, but that that's could not be gone. gonna last long either. That's, right. That's that a could pretty be gone in, in a day. That's a pretty established process. Th- right. They do it to all the food that you buy at the store. Yeah. Already, and there's no reason that it can't be done live. I think once it becomes cheaper to install the robots like if you can if then you can pay the people yeah if you can expect that um your store is going to be open like for at least five years then you can do that math pretty easily yeah if you want a job in the next like decade just get into equipment maintenance because that's right. literally the only jobs that are going to exist anymore well i was uh there's there was a neat thing i was listening to i listened to the freakonomics podcast a lot oh sure and they were talking my mom about, loves that one. Oh yeah it's it's good i think hi mom shout out to jeremy's mom hi <laughs> so uh they were talking about universal income and how we're we're essentially pushing back a wave of innovation because we need the fucking jobs. Like we can't <laughs> we can't let the robots take over the jobs because we need them. Which is that I feel like is another super moral gray area. Right. I mean, well, like 
who's to say which is right? And the people that are rich as hell, they don't care. Well, in the in the current system, we need growth to continue. We need to buy arbitrary things. Like the capitalist system is really dependent on us just buying going shit. out, yeah, yeah, and continuously consuming. And I sound like a fucking like a fucking nut when I talk like this, but some conspiracy theory shit. Yeah, but no, legitimately, um, you you talk, you hear people on the news talking about the economy not growing as if it's a catastrophe because it is a catastrophe you know that can cause a recession it's it's a very fragile system and the idea the idea that say 90 percent of the population could be unemployed in a in a swift uh pretty relatively soon manufacturing of bots yeah that's insane and and that's not even half that shit isn't even ai yeah, half of it's just it's just regular you press program. a button yeah. and then it does something. You know, like you order your McDouble or your Big Mac and then it fucking makes cooks it. the burgers. It doesn't need to. It, although it'll, it'll probably think about as much as a cook at McDonald's. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was super mean. I was, I used to work at McDonald's. I used to work at McDonald's. I was a cook. I love that shit. It is it is a very monotonous thing though. I'm assuming. Right. That's the you know. Yeah. It's. I mean. It's. You could say it's it's algorithmic. You could program something to do it. If you could get the like the actual physical motion, and the thing is, like, moving having things move around in the physical world right now is really expensive. Like developing robots that can do that. But I think when, once it becomes proprietary, then yeah. You know what's gonna happen is that the federal minimum wage is gonna get raised to fifteen dollars an hour, and the next day they're just gonna move in all the robots. <laughs> I mean, that's what a lot of a lot of conservative people seem to say. I'm not sure I disagree. I mean, they say I, they're going to bring in the robots after that happens. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Ted well, Cruz is up there preaching the. I know I've I've actually had some coming. conversations with some more conservative leaning people that say it's like the whole McDonald's thing. It's like they you have to cast the McDonald's people. It's like oh well, once you get paid fifteen dollars an hour, they're guess who's going to get automated, and that's fair. I mean they're they're probably going to like the whole touchscreen thing. Right. That's happening. Yeah, I it mean, removes it, an entire group of people that would work there initially, yeah, and that's probably a, le- a legitimate factor in it—the fact that minimum wages are increasing. Or... Do you think that it's more of a ploy um, to save companies money to not pay workers, or to, or is it to um, create a, I guess, right now unique environment for shoppers to make it easier for them? Um, it's probably both. I think in the price, I mean, I guess if you're talking about McDonald's specifically, obviously. I was, I, when I said that I was in front of a Sheets computer. Okay. I was thinking. Sheets. I think, I obviously don't know the business plan, uh, the business model for Sheets, but, uh. You know, I've got it right here. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I don't have Sheets business model on me. I don't know. I would assume that's the sort of thing where um, they thought it would be a unique thing, but at the same time, it would save them money. Like, it was a win-win sort of thing. Right. Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. Trick is, small birds, big stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think I think automation is going to be a, a, a big thing, especially in the service industry. And we are largely a service industry economy at this point. Um, there's a lot of a lot, stuff. A lot of minimum wage workers that are in that exact same, uh, in that exact position. Yeah. But I don't think it's necessarily bad. It's just different. Like, I mean, do you think, I mean, what's the possibility? I mean, I don't, I don't know. What's the possibility of, uh, because it will be cheaper to run these restaurants with no people in it. Yeah. They won't have to pay uh, workers anymore. What's the chance of uh, prices going down so low on everything because everything's automated that people will be able to survive on 10 hours a week? I don't know that they're trying to save money for the sake of lowering prices necessarily. Um, that I mean, that depends on who you're talking about. Because there's, there's a lot of... Yeah, that's... A lot of stuff where the that, um, that growth just goes to the top 1%. Ooh. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. Damn, that evil group. That evil, just <laughs> oh, general no. group of humans. We're those guys. 
<laughs> no, but that I mean that is that is a, a, a fairly legitimate thing. You know, sometimes it gets it gets pocketed more than it gets put back into the business, or um, you know, you could put it in, back into the wages. But I mean, there's there's an entire incentive incentive system there that I truly don't understand. Right. So we'll probably never be in the uh, corporate position to be able to get the ins and outs, the legitimate ins and outs of it. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, there's people that literally study that their entire lives. And are still barely qualified to really talk about it. They're like, well, this is probably going to happen, but who knows? <laughs> right, it's all just so subjective. Or who can be sure? Um. So there's actually a thing. It was called the Venus Project. It might have changed its name. This is something I researched a while back. Um, but they, it's a utopian idea where... Fantastic. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> Already. Oh, you, well, you like the idea of a utopia? I like That's the, crazy. I, wow. I think I'm into it. I, I'm really into the dystopia, so yeah, we gotta figure that out. No, um, their idea is a resource-based economy. So instead of a monetary economy, I think they—it's essentially saying that they want the entire world to inventory our natural resources and to use them as efficiently as possible. It's like the most idealistic thing I've ever heard, and I have no idea how you could even start to impl- implicate it. But it's are you still, like, and so they would, uh, like, set like trade goods for goods. Like, not, what, not what about where you can't get uh, clean water? You would have it brought from somewhere else as efficiently as possible, <laughs> and th- there wouldn't necessarily be any return to it. No, the the idea is that it's a system that's supposed to self-maintain. Like, that's why I'm bringing it up right now is because it would largely be run by AI and computers that would hold databases and figure out optimal and, solutions. And Hmm. Well, that sounds nice. It sounds great, but... Uh, Who's going to run it? Yeah, <laughs> the computers. You think that... And then, see, that? then we're just... Then we're slaves. Right. I mean, not slaves, but I would be okay with that. I would be hesitant with that. I'd jump into it pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Almost zero thought given. I mean, you, I, you, you really just can't. That I mean, you can't have a societal change that large that quick. Oh right. I mean, you're gonna have you know all the hillbillies down in the Bible Belt shooting the AIs out of the sky. You don't have to have a hillbilly. I'd be shooting them out of the sky. Sorry, I just wanted to be... (laughs) Shitty. I just wanted to be a bad person say something bad about people. I had to get it out of my system. (laughs) I've been super nice all day today. Yeah, you gotta have that lack of self-control every now and then. Right, and I'm sorry that I took it out on... On the hillbillies. On the south. (laughs) See? I just implied that only hillbillies are from the south. Sorry, that's my last one. <laughs> uh, Artificial intelligence and guns. Oh, yeah. This is just a... I don't know if this is a joke. This is just written down on my paper. Guns with brains. <laughs> when, I, when I was thinking about artificial intelligence and guns, I was thinking about them being regulated, similar to guns. No, that's the next topic. Guns with will- brains? Are like, you mean drones? <laughs> Yeah, but like basically, but like actual guns. Well, or just a drone with a brain that can fire guns. Oh, so you don't need the person piloting it and the yeah, like it just makes deci- it just makes decisions. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and in the the joke of it would be like a handgun sitting on a table with like a thought bubble, <laughs> like deciding whether or not to just randomly fire. It's like a uh, guns really do kill them. people, right? And then guns don't kill people. Oh wait! <laughs> now they AI do. kills people. That's you know what the that's the uh, that's the horror movie. It's gonna be called a, a brain gun, and the tag is guns and gu- guns don't kill people until now. <laughs> I guess uh, that's actually a relative possibility that we're basically going to be fighting proxy wars like. The technology is going to get so advanced that we're not actually going to have people on the ground. We're It'll just, just be robots. Ro- robots? Yeah. Which, yeah. Wow, Absolutely. that totally feeds into the robot, like the robot rights movement. <laughs> we should get on this, like now, the robots right, the robot rights movement. Start it preemptively, like create a manifesto. Well, okay, I want to I want to talk about some actual um, 
things that are happening right now to kind of give some context to this. Okay. So there was an experiment where there were three robots. Um, they have basic ability to hold a conversation, and they have to solve between the three of them a logic puzzle. It's really basic. It sounds so mundane to us, but I think it's really important. Um, they're told they're given a pill that won't let them speak. In reality, their a button is pressed on on them that that turns off their ability to okay. to speak. I think it just turns off the speaker or something. I don't know exactly how it works. So they're told they're given a pill that won't let them speak. And each of them is asked, were you given the pill? And they'll think for a second and say, I don't know. And then they'll correct themselves and say, oh, wait, I just spoke. I haven't been given the pill. Except for the third one, which has had the button pushed. And each of them will will create a logical argument for why they were not given the pill. Because they are still speaking. Yeah. And that could be that sort of um, that sort of thing could be emulated. Like you could have some basic coding that would just say, "Well, if you hear audio and it sounds like this," or I, I mean, it's not that simple, but if you hear audio, you know, you just write some code and yeah, <laughs> it's like the the hackers. You just type furiously at your right, computer. Right. I mean, the, I I hacked the the, bit, the mainframe. Yeah, hack the mainframe. Yeah. All right, bud. <laughs> But, I mean, you could simulate that with something that is an actual AI. Kind of a cause and effect yeah. decision-making. Not even decision-making, just, like, applying. But, see, the problem with that, I feel like, is that they're given these very specific instances. In order to, pro- in order to program them with the ability to um, kind of navigate through every possible instance they could run into, it's impossible to write that much code. Because it's everything. Which is why you want to have them self-improve. And it's not impossible to write that much code. You just It's impossible for one person to write that much code. Sure. But, I mean, if if you played a modern video game, you've played something with more code than you could write in probably a lifetime. Maybe if you spent a shit ton of time. But I, mean, I guess that's valid. Um, but this was... They were AIs. They, they had the ability to reason, and they they weren't given a proof they created it themselves so they do have this awareness of themselves speaking Ugh. right <laughs> they are self-aware of the fact that i exist i can speak i was speaking and these exist now yeah these are actually there was a video of it on youtube i can post it in the i guess we'll have was it a number notes. file no this is a, a separate one it was it looked like um the little I forget what they were called. They were popular in like the early two thousands. You could Tamagotchi. No, not Tamagotchi. I know. <laughs> um it was these Furby. White and black little robot guys, probably like two feet tall. Oh you know what I'm talking about? And then they have kinda of like a helmet looking thing. Yeah, on. that's what they blue, look like. Blue eyes. Relatively what they look like, yeah. Um and they yeah, they existed. There was a video of the experiment being done and uh I think there might have been a copy of the proof, I'm not sure. Um, it's just it's a classic logic experiment. It seems super simple, but the implications of it are huge. And I thought, well, it's easy enough to not to call them to say that they're not conscious. Um, but I guess if you if you say the difference is that they're self-aware, that they're aware that they exist, that like uh, that we're aware that we exist, therefore we're conscious, that sort of thing. I I, th- I, I think, think therefore, therefore I am. am. Yeah. yeah. Um, then what's how much self knowledge do you need is there a cutoff point and if so then can't we just keep making them knowledgeable of things like maybe we could do another one of that where they look in a mirror and they recognize themselves i'm pretty sure that already exists combine those two now they have two things they're self-aware of like just keep going until okay well they're obviously conscious there's very now. specific things that you can do to or that that, that you know define you your yeah the signature of yourself and I think the, the the thing is for me it, that we're not completely conscious of ourselves. Like, I don't know what's in my bowels right now. Gross. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> I don't know what's in my lungs specifically when there's air, but, like, I, I don't have... Like, if there's not nerves somewhere, I don't know what's going on. And I have, like, emotional reactions to things that happen to, to, things that happen to my body. I have... Um, like the whole thing where you you know where your body is relative to itself, like you can close your eyes, touch your nose, like that's a sense that I have. But you have limited senses. You don't have complete self awareness, like a one hundred percent accurate. But like, that's I feel like that's more of a physical thing. That's not necessarily in a 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fuck. Like it's of your mind? Yeah. A con- consciousness. Yeah. That's more physical. It's like, yeah, I don't know what's in my lungs, except for a bunch of tar, probably. <laughs> but it's like, that doesn't mean... I Like, I still know that I... Or at least I assume uh, that I exist. Maybe foolishly. Well, I mean, you're... If you want to be... If you want to subscribe to ideas of consciousness that say it's not just part of your body, like, it's not just physical things, there's something more than physical, which is fine. I mean, that's... Are we talking about souls here? I guess you could call it souls. <laughs> I'm going to call it souls. Okay. I feel like that's the most universal term. If nothing else, it's like a poetic version of the soul. Like a soul represents something. You're, um, it's you. Yeah, I mean, if consciousness isn't awareness of your physical being and your physical processes, then what else is it? And that's the thing. We don't know much about consciousness, so it's hard to talk about this concretely. But, you know, there are theories out there, um, some of which would say the robot these three robots were conscious and some of which would say they weren't i mean not many of them would say they were at this point right. <laughs> it's kind of hard to uh disagree with uh wait we said that said they were or weren't not many of them would say that they were as far as i know oh um, you don't think that people th- think that they are i th- i think if you think that's a stretch if, i think if you want if you walked up to any give, any given person on the street and said and ar- tried to argue that robots were conscious <laughs> they would probably kind of try to avoid you a little bit i mean sure but like given this specific example do you think that it, p- people would typically i don't know it made me think other than that i have no idea i mean we should do a man on the street thing a man on the street thing and just go up to people with a microphone and be like hi uh Robots think, and then just point the like, no. Don't even don't even ask a question. Just <laughs> make the statement. See yeah. what they say. Um, they probably think, if if nothing else, they think differently than we do. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> uh, do you want to do this? Is this is the the big headline that I feel like we started with? <clears throat> um, AI will be regulated like guns. And treated like children. Yeah. Which is a real sexy hook. Yeah. <laughs> that well, sounds real nice. That was the original thing that I thought. It just, like, came to me when I was sitting in the Tops parking lot. I don't know why. <laughs> Not like, sexy about the children. That felt weird that I said it, that I phrased it like that. I feel like I need to... We'll cut that out. Oh, well, I mean, if it was the 80s, children could be sexy. Or is it the, the 90s? I think it was the 90s when they had all the, like, pedophilic ads. Right. Anyways. Yeah, we missed that. I didn't. I mean, we didn't technically miss it. I just don't remember. I guess, it. man. I hate when. I like. We're not '90s kids. No, we're not. We're not. I'm an early 2000s kid. Yeah. Like my first, the first thing that I really thought of that identi- like that I identified with as far as media that I consumed was like SpongeBob, and that was that was 1999. I've that was not. That a 90s was a cartoon. that was a that was a Y2K cartoon. That was a Y2 cartoon. <laughs> Y2 cartoon. Yeah. Sorry, that was a terrible... Like, you look at actual cartoons that were popular in the 90s. They were popular among kids that were, like, 10-ish. Like, the the 90s kids were born in the 80s. Right. The Millennium kids are born in the the 90s. 90s. Yeah, you're not, like... You weren't, like, three years old. Like, oh, my God, I love my... I don't know what's in 90s. See, I don't even... I I don't know the 90s, so... I'm so unaware that I can't even... He man, I left my He Man right. action figure. I can't, I can't like I. But I'm so unaware of it. I can't even you come can't up with a reference. On it. <laughs> I can't riff on it. I can't be like, oh, remember that? But I can talk about In Sync and the Backstreet Boys all day long. That was early 2000s, wasn't it? It was probably like late 90s. Late 90s, early 2000s. Well, I think. Uh, what was it? Dirt, dirty. The song "Dirty Pop" by In Sync. I don't know. Which I'm one really dating. Like, I'm off I'm the ca- top of my head. I'm kind of dating myself here. <laughs> I think that was like two thousand. We'll see. I'll go. I'll go check my CD case. Okay. <laughs> the jewel case. Um, well, to be fair, it, it almost seems like culturally, culturally, like a decade doesn't start until like the second or third year. Yeah, because there's decade. still the after the the afterflow of the whatever shit happened. Yeah, in the, like I the two thousands probably started with nine eleven. For anyone who yeah. really thinks about it. And that was probably early. Like, I think the 90s probably didn't start until, like, 92, 93. That's the impression that I got. I wasn't even alive in 93. They started in 93 because that was when I was born. (laughs) (laughs) I was born in 94, so... This is just, like, from hearing people talk about it and hearing people... Like, kind of having the model in my mind of 
of what the 90s were like and when that started. 92, 93 seems to make sense. Right. I was like, man, 95, Windows 95. And they were like, we're right, in the, we're right in the heat of it. I had a Windows 95 computer in 2003. Oh, really? Yeah. I uh, I don't remember when we got XP, but I, I remember having a Windows 95 computer, and I'm pretty sure having Napster on it. Oh, you actually had Napster? Oh, I had Napster. And I remember... Uh, my dad downloading Limp Biscuit songs. And I was like, I just had this really weird specific memory and being like, Limp Biscuit. All right. <laughs> I remember downloading all the smileys and taking all of the all of the surveys to get free technology, like free PlayStations. <laughs> <laughs> I clicked just on buy it and do it. Right. And now my dad does that and I'm like, Dad, do you remember when I fucked up our computer <laughs> when I was like seven? <laughs> Stop regressing. <laughs> I have to, I had to like help him clean out his email because he had like change.org he had like six change.org things and oh, he had a bunch no. of petitions that he'd signed. I'm like it's great that you want to sign petitions, but you have to understand that there's some collateral. Yeah, yeah you can't you know, just sign the petition and then it gets sent and accomplished. That's not how they work. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, petitions are just a way to build your mailing list. Um. But yeah, so, regulated like guns. Yeah, regulated like guns. Treated like children. So I think you're going to have to register your AI, probably, because the the consequences of having an AI that's not conforming to a certain standard are horrific. That's the mad scientist. That's the mad scientist. You, we're going to have a black market for illegal AIs. Um, yeah, man, Silk Road. <laughs> and see, what, what I think it'll really be, I mean, it's software. Yeah. And it can, that can be so easily, uh, uh, commu- uh, you can communicate that so easily through the dark net, you know, or the deep net or whatever the, the PC term to call it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Uh, but you know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's the thing is that it's, it's very hard. If Linux has shown us anything, it's very hard to regulate software. Well, um, I mean, and obviously that's open source. source yeah. But I mean, the fact remains, if it's that easy... I think we're going to have some major revolutions in in digital security in the next few years. Um, I don't know what it's going to be, but there's probably going to be some upheaval where, you know, we're talking about encryption and we're talking about... Um, there's one thing I saw that said we should have digital connections... Like, instead of the physical connections, like you plugging into the wall, yeah. instead you'll plug into the wall and your your service provider, your internet service provider will handle all the connections and then it kind of abstracts that away. So instead of saying, instead of you knowing that you're connected into the wall, like instead of your computer knowing that you're connected to the wall, there'll be some low-level stuff happening and then your ISP will say, okay, so you have a home network and no matter where you go, your, um, your phone will be connected to your home network like all your family's phones could be connected to the same network at the okay. same time no matter where you go it's like these these virtual networks will sit kind of sit on top of what we use now um, and and one thing they also said was that um, everyone should have a private key I wish I could find this video because it was so interesting and I'm not I, I can never explain it correctly um, it's essentially you have a signature so that say someone was hacking uh, a system they're sending a bunch of packets over over mm-hmm. you'd be able to trace that because everyone has a signature it almost oh. it almost sounds like dystopian but I almost like I a like a very permanent IP that yeah. you can't proxy yeah so instead of like dealing with IP addresses you would be dealing with a personal signature like I said it's abstracted away it sits on top of what the internet is right now and you have you kind of use those connections like that hmm. So I don't know. Um, I it seems reasonable. It also seems kind of horrible in terms of privacy. Yeah. Um. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I. I think we're gonna see a lot of changes. Um. But I definitely think we're gonna have AI regulation. I definitely think. Excuse me. And it's kind of going to be. Like if your AI does something wrong, you're the one who's responsible. You're responsible. That's what I'm saying. It's like children, because if you're if your child like I don't know what what bad things the children do uh play with matches <laughs> if your child burns down someone else's house then because they were playing with matches you have to deal with that 
you know, the child's not going to go to jail. The child's not going to have to pay. The parents fines. are going to go yeah. to jail for not for giving the child matches and lighter fluid. Probably negligence. I don't know exactly how that works out, but the, you know, the parents you would pour have to lighter deal with fluid the on the on the parents on the, on the ground, and then you light the matches. Okay. Yeah. So I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be treated like, um, like children in that regard. Like le- as far as legal status, until we get to the point where. Until we get to the point where. The robot rights movement happens. Yeah, I guess where you where people are where AIs are recognized as being conscious, and we kind of have the human esque AIs that are, I guess, for companionship or for server, you know, whatever ends up happening. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna they're gonna be treated like subservient entities. Hmm. I was also thinking, um, they're not going to be allowed to exist indefinitely. Because I think the the software or the thing itself, like I guess an individual instance of the software, um, maybe the original software could be run again, but it would have to like unlearn everything. Yeah, like I feel like for us, death incentivizes a lot of things, so we almost have to force death upon the AI. It's I don't know. It was it was a kind of a fleeting. <laughs> it was kind of a it was kind of a fleeting thought where um, I was thinking about the like the worst case scenario of AI like taking over the world or and the thing about taking over the world like if they have a good enough model of the world to t- to conquer it then they probably have a good enough model of the world to know to sustain it yeah to know that like you can't just unplug it because they it would know it's like why are we why are we such a dominant species on the earth. Obviously, there are, there are animals that are more powerful than us, but... we're smarter. We're smarter. But if they're smarter than us... If the AI is smarter than us, then we won't have power over it anymore. So I was, I was just thinking about um, how you could prevent that. And I, I think more extreme outcomes are much more likely if it has an infinite amount of time to exist. Like if it's an immortal AI, or if it assumes it's a mortal AI, then I think it has... Um, it can have much more extreme actions. If if its resources are limited, time-wise, then... Then it knows that it, it, it won't take as drastic of measures to achieve things that might put it at risk. Or it might have to, it might have to realize that, um... I don't know. I guess thinking about it now, it doesn't make sense. Like, if it knows it's going to die, it could easily just change it code, its code so it doesn't have to die. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was, I was trying to think... There's a lot of loopholes in this. Yeah... It's it's difficult to think about because you know you're dealing with something that's more intelligent than we are, and on top of that, we have so many misconceptions about how it's going to act. And I think I think um, the idea that that their uh, their interests aren't going to align with ours necessarily is is the main thing. Yeah, that's a scary. If it was if because if if that wasn't the main fear, then it would be. People it would just be like, oh, we're just making more humans, right? You know, but the 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 idea that they will have different things that they hold, yeah, important important. It's, it's almost necessary though, right? Because why why do we say not feel f- fulfilled in a monotonous job? Because we have more needs than that. But an AI could have singular needs, and that is to make a good burger. You know. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to keep shitting on like uh, fry cooks. Right. It's I mean, just, it's, it's a good. It's a thing. good uh, analogy to. Yeah. Right. And it seems like they're kind of on the front lines as far as the whole automation thing goes. Yeah. Probably going to be one of the first industries to really like manufacturing felt it, but I think they're going to really feel it and soon. You know what I can't wait for hmm. is if you know AIs can think the stand up. Oh. Like if they're that smart, the stand up, the AIs will be able to write. And shows. Yeah, I mean, you could get you can get a narrow AI because there's there's theories of what what makes things funny. Yeah. Excuse me. That's that's a that's a slippery slope. Yeah. That's a tough subject to tackle because I I, I want to do a podcast about that actually just okay. about the idea of comedy and what like makes it's, it, what makes it's it subjectivity and oh it's so ethereal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um my initial reaction to watching all of this watching all these videos was like. Well, why don't you just put in the optimization function that you want human happiness to be to be maximized? 
Well, guess what happens then? We have electrodes hooked up to our brains. We're happy all the time, and some of us are breeding to make more humans so that more humans can be happy all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, that's assuming that the AI knows all that and has the resources to do that, but you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, AI is going to take over the world, and we need a robot rights movement yep if you want to get on board with that me and dan will be uh we'll be writing we'll be drafting the legislation soon and we'll be putting it up on flipping the narrative.com uh flipping you can contact us at facebook.com slash flipping the narrative you can contact us on twitter at uh, narrative flip or you can give us a call at 716 716- 202-9164. Yeah, if you are a robot that's being repressed, we would really appreciate your call. Yeah. And put you on air a little bit. And you can come and meet us and talk to us. We would love to have a conversation with you and just really discuss <laughs> what it's like to be general AI. Right. Or maybe we won't even reference it and we'll just have you talk about our next topic. <laughs> yeah. It will, it'll actually be like a Turing you, test. We want you to feel equal. <laughs> It's like, it can't, how many podcasts can you do with an AI before people understand it's an AI? <laughs> it's an AI. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll, thanks for listening. We'll get back to you next week. Sick. Yeah.